Thanks for listening to Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. My guest today has a real life story that's stranger than fiction and guaranteed to give you some valuable life lessons. Nelson Tressler, an Air Force veteran, is now an author, mentor, entrepreneur, and more. He recently joined the podcast to share how he overcame some pretty serious obstacles early in life and how he's used those challenges to fuel his success. Whether you're currently in a tough situation where the odds are stacked against you, you have goals that you want to achieve, or you're interested in starting your own business, Nelson talks about all of that and more. During our conversation, he discusses his journey as a serial entrepreneur, key takeaways from his book, The Unlucky Sperm Club, as well as his goal achievement program. If you have any questions about this episode or ideas for a future topic, I'd love to hear from you. Please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Hi, Nelson. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Megan. I appreciate it. Of course. I'm so excited to hear from you because just looking at your website, reading your bio, you sound like a very interesting person. So I'm excited to share that story with our listeners. So can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely have quite the uh, origin story. Uh, my mom became pregnant with me when she was 15 years old. And while she was pregnant with me, her father, who was the local trash collector in a small uh, central Pennsylvania town, drove into the town square. There he spotted two police officers. He stuck a gun out the window and opened fire on those police officers, killing one and critically wounding another. And eventually he was captured and brought to stand trial where he was facing the death penalty for what he had done. And uh, during the trial, my mom got up and testified that the reason that her father had shot and killed that police officer was that that police officer had raped her and she was now pregnant with his baby, who was me. And uh, my mom's testimony worked. Uh, the first trial ended in a hung jury. Um, eventually the state took the death penalty off the table. My grandfather was uh, eventually found guilty and sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole, where he ended up spending uh, the rest of his life more than 40 years behind bars, you know, leaving behind uh, my mom and her uh, 14 brothers and sisters, and now me to deal with the uh, consequences of what he had done in this small town. Oh my gosh, that is just a very crazy story. And when I was reading through your background and um, some of the things that we'll talk about with your book and the app that you created, it struck me that you've been so successful and you have this crazy story to tell, like you said, your origin story. And so I'm wondering if from your perspective, you kind of, you obviously are survivors as, as, as is your mom and, you know, all of her siblings that have had to deal with this situation growing up that most people don't have to deal with. I think a lot of times people go through hardships at a young age. They can use those as an excuse in their adult life. It's clear that you have not done that. So I'm wondering if you consciously made a decision at a young age not to use that as a crutch or, you know, blame some of your shortcomings on these events that happened prior to you even being born. Uh, clearly, you haven't let your hardships define you. So is that something that you decided at a young age or is it something that you kind of figured out as you got older? You know what, I, I think I figured it out at a, at a young age. I, that's not to say I didn't go through having that victim mindset as I was growing up and some of the things that were happening to me in this small town because of what my grandfather had done and because of the circumstances of my birth. I definitely had 
you know, was bitter towards some of that stuff because I, I felt, you know, none of this is my fault. I didn't, I didn't do any of this stuff. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't uh, shoot a police officer. You know, I, I didn't testify uh, to, to the jury, but I was dealing with a lot of those consequences of what other people had done. And early on, I, I was a little bit bitter, but then I determined, like, I'm not going to let these people tell me what type of person I am. I'm, in fact, I'm going to use what they're doing to me as fuel to overcome it. And not only am I going to become a good person, not only am I going to do something that they're going to look and say, wow, I can't believe that kid did that. I'm going to, I'm going to do the very best that I can. And I'm going to show them that I am worthwhile and, and I am somebody to be respected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So talk me through that. So it, it sounds like you stayed in that small town. So obviously there were things probably I'm sure being said about you, about your family. So you grew up there. I assume you went to school there and then I know you joined the air force. So was, did that fuel your decision to join the air force was to kind of get out of that environment or were there other reasons that made you want to do that? Yeah, no, the, the air force checked a lot of boxes for me. I mean, one thing was, uh, you know, as I was going through, you know, eventually I was born to a 15 year old mother, as hard as that would be. And then, and then everything else that was going on with my life and eventually my mom married a man who would become my stepfather. Come to find out he was an angry drunk, very abusive to me and my mom. They had four children in quick succession. And because of the lifestyle they're living, a lot of those basic needs of my siblings fall upon me. And because of that, my mom would rather me stay home from school than, than go to school and, and stay home and help her. And come you know, eventually I go to school the last day of fourth grade, I look at my report card, I see that I have straight F's, and that I'll be, you know, repeating the fourth grade. Um, The next year, I got placed into special ed, and uh, I couldn't read, couldn't write, couldn't spell, come to find out I had dyslexia. And that's the way my life went for the for the longest time in that town. And then one day, my stepfather was walking home drunk from a bar, my, uh, there was somebody else driving home drunk from that bar and they ended up hitting and killing him. And it was at this time, here's my mom. She's dropped out of school in the eighth grade. She's never worked outside of the home. She now has five small children and there is no way that she can think of that. She's ever going to be able to care for all five of us. And it's at that time that she decides she's going to take her own life and she, uh, attempts suicide. And, Thankfully, she was not successful. But when she got out of the hospital, it was at that time that my family got split up. And that's when I went to go live with my grandmother, who was the wife of the man who shot and killed the police officer. And for the first time in my life now, there's always food in the house. The lights always turn on. There's always heat in the winter. And I started to reflect upon what I wanted to do with my life. And one day a counselor came in from the local university and they talked about what it was going to take to get into college. And that's, that was kind of the bells and whistles for me. It's like, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to get a college degree. But anytime you tell yourself that there's some, you're going to do something difficult, that voice in the back of your head is screaming at you all the reasons you shouldn't even try it. And I remember thinking, you know, Nelson, you're in special ed. You can't read, you can't write, you can't spell, you have dyslexia. Of the family that I came from, of my mom's 15 brothers and sisters, 
Only two had ever graduated high school. None had ever gone to college. But after that day, I set myself to say, okay, I'm going to go for it. What, what were my choices? And 12 years later, four different universities, and then four years in the Air Force, I finally became that person to graduate from college and get, and get that college degree. And it was at that time that, you know, I joined the Air Force for the first time in my life. I wasn't, Trussler didn't mean anything to anybody. I wasn't that kid that was part of the trial. I wasn't part of that family. Um, I wasn't, you know, quote unquote, damaged goods. And when I joined the Air Force, one, it gave me money to go to school because that was kind of the first thing. I, I ran out of money when I went to college. Uh, so I had to join the Air Force on the GI Bill. And then the second thing was everything that I was, I could be any, anybody that I wanted to be. And it gave me that fresh start. I didn't have to deal with any of the, the baggage that I was carrying around my entire childhood. So it, it was liberating. And then for the first time, I felt I can do anything that I put my mind to. So I think that really helped me realize that. You know, one thing that the military usually helps people develop is a sense of resiliency, but I know you've had that your whole life and prior to even joining the military. And I'm sure that's lent itself very well to all of your ventures afterwards. But what's so incredible to me about your story is, you know, we talked in the beginning about how sometimes people use their hardships as excuses when, you know, they go through life. And of course, there are things that can happen to you that could be reasons for why um, you feel a certain way about things, the reasons why you might make certain decisions, but it seems like you've always had a no excuses type of mindset. So while there might be reasons for things, there's no excuses and you've found a way to overcome, you know, like you said, you ran out of money when you were in college. So then you joined the air force. So it's just, it's one of those things that I feel like you are such a testament to resiliency and overcoming obstacles. Yeah. And, and I think I grew, I think that you know, growing up in, in the environment that I grew up in, excuses were never accepted. Um, you know, it was, it, it was just about my whole life. You never had the resources that you needed. You, you never had enough money. Um, you, you never had, you know, the best clothes or, or, or anything like that. So it was a matter of just being resourceful. And my mom, I think taught me that because, you know, she had nothing, but somehow she found a way to figure it out and, and to get it done. And I think that kind of bled over into me. And I, I truly believe our choices, you know, mean something. And uh, I knew that my choices would make a difference. And I started to make the choices to go in a direction that I wanted to go to live the life that I wanted to live. And I realized at an early age that I couldn't assign my problems. I couldn't assign anything to anybody else or anything else because then I'd have to wait for them to change or to do something. So uh, at an early age, I took 100% responsibility for my own success. And because I was in control, I knew that my choices made a difference. And because of that, I started to try to make the choices that I, that I knew would take me where I eventually wanted to go. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the things that I read in your bio is that, you know, there were a couple of things that stood out to me, but one was how one goal can make the, all the difference in your life. So it sounds like for you, that one goal 
Well, actually, I'd like to hear from you because I was going to say it sounds like your one goal would be overcoming obstacles, but maybe your one goal was smaller than that. Maybe it was going to college, like you mentioned earlier. So what was that one goal for you? Yeah, it, it was it was becoming that first person in my family to graduate from college. And it was a it was a hard goal. It, it took me 12 years. It took, you know, four different universities. It took me joining the Air Force and moving away from that town. So but that one goal that opened my eyes um, to the fact that one, that I could do hard things, that I could stick to things. And then two, it showed me that I could become a better version of myself. Uh, I could become, you know, a, a version that I couldn't even imagine uh, when I was a kid and when I was growing up. And Whenever I realized that, that opened my eyes to one, the power of goals, of setting goals and, and coming up with a plan and sticking to them and how much of a difference that can make in your life. And then, um, and then two, uh, just developing yourself and becoming that better version of yourself and understanding that who you are today doesn't have to be who you are next month, next year, five years from now. You can continue to work on yourself and become that better version of yourself. What I like about your goal, being the first one to graduate college, I like that it's tangible because sometimes, and I'm sure we'll, we might talk about this a little bit later when we talk about your app, but I'm sure you talk to people a lot of times that have these goals, but it's, it's sort of... Um, it's not as easy to grasp. So for you, like you either graduate college or you don't. Um, but I'm sure that, that you talk to people that have goals where it's like, well, how do you measure that? And so that's harder than to achieve. Yeah, I think it's very important. Like there, there's so much in, in our programs called I Got Smarter and that's an acronym. And it kind of walks you through everything that you need to do to accomplish a goal. And a big part of that is absolutely writing down a crystal clear goal so that your mind understands it. I mean, a, a good exercise is if you write down your goal, you should be able to give that goal to anybody and they should be able to read that and know exactly what your goal is and what you need to do to accomplish it. If you can't do that and it's fuzzy, uh, it's fuzzy in your own mind and chances are you're not going to be able to achieve it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So we want to talk about that in a little bit more detail later, but First, I want to talk about your book. Um, I'm interested how, or just, I guess, really even your journey to becoming an author. When you were in the military and you decided to get out, what was your career path? Like, was a book something that you had in mind or did you explore other options prior to becoming an author? Oh yeah, no, book, a book was never even in, in the picture for me. I mean, I have, I have dyslexia. I literally... If, if I wasn't born in this day of age where, uh, you know, spell check was so easily accessible, there is no way um, I, I would be able to, to manage in doing the things that I, I do. I, I, no matter how hard I try, I cannot spell. I mean, I, I can read, uh, you know, fairly well. It takes me a little bit more time, uh, but I can read, but spelling is, is horrible. So a lot of my book... Um, it was a lot of talk to text and then it was getting people uh, surrounding me to help me with the parts that I'm not great at and doing the editing and doing the proofreading and, and those sorts of things. But uh, yeah, it, it was never my dream to be an author. Uh, the book came about 
after my career was over and after I was able to exit some of my businesses and retire. And I knew I had a very unique story. I knew I had a story that would inspire and motivate others. But nobody knew that story until a few years ago. The only person I ever told uh, about about that was my wife before I married her. And I figured, you know, she deserved to know that before she would marry me, but I never told my kids or my friends or my coworkers. I mean, that story weakened me. And then uh, when I determined that I wanted to help other people achieve their goals, I saw what a difference one goal made in my life. And I saw how many people were out there just struggling along. And I, I saw that, you know what, if they just knew how to set a goal and stick to it and realize that they could become better versions of themselves, they would live drastically different lives. And that's what I wanted my life mission to be. And, and I thought that my story and, and, you know, the book would kind of open their eyes to where I came from and inspire them to do, you know, something similar to what I've been able to do to get out of circumstances that were holding them back. Mm -hmm. Okay. So actually we'll talk about the book more in a second, but a few things that you just said that I wanted to follow up on. I remember reading on your website that um, you're a serial entrepreneur. So I'm kind of curious if you could give us maybe just a high level overview of some of the businesses that you just mentioned. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, I worked my way through college as a window cleaner. Uh, so I started that. Um, and then eventually I went into commercial real estate and was a broker for 20 years. I became the number one salesperson worldwide for a top five commercial real estate firm, uh, you know, closing more than a billion dollars of deals. But what commercial real estate did to me was it opened me up to all these people who were in business and looking for space for their businesses or to buy buildings for their business. And um, that led into me uh, opening a chain of children's uh, learning centers here in Las Vegas and building that out to one of the largest chains in town. And then also uh, that led me into opening up uh, pet resorts and eventually being able to build those into one of the largest uh, privately owned chains uh, in the country. And uh, and now I've, I've stepped into... Uh, developing this program called I Got Smarter and, and the Six Months to Success and building an app uh, for people to, to use on those programs. Um, I'm also part, you know, partners in uh, trampoline uh, fun centers, you know, fun parks, um, two of those in Las Vegas, a rock yard, a tanning salon. So yeah, I, I've, I've got my fingers in quite a few businesses. That's really incredible. And I think um, when you, what stood out to me, you said the children's learning center, I'm sure that that um, in addition to obviously being a business venture was something that you felt strongly about too, because of your own challenges with learning that you had already mentioned with being dyslexic and um, things of that nature. I'm sure that it makes you feel good to be able to give back and help other kids who might struggle with those same things too. Yeah, I, I definitely, uh, and somebody's brought that up to me before. All the businesses that I kind of gravitated to were were care businesses, and if that had anything to do with my childhood, that I was out there trying to, uh, you know, give this care to dogs and to kids, and 
there probably if if I talked to uh, somebody, they they were probably dig deep enough, and that's why I got into those businesses, I guess. Well, it's it is interesting too when you go through your background. I I don't know if I've ever talked to anybody on this podcast that has their hands in so many different things. I mean, you went from being in the Air Force to becoming a window cleaner, and then you know, like you mentioned, the successful commercial real estate broker and all these different things that you've done. And then, you know, now having been an author and like you talked about your I Got Smarter program. So I want to talk a little bit more about what you're currently doing. So we'll talk about the book first. So can you explain, I thought the um, title of the book was very funny and uh, not controversial, but definitely catchy. Like it's something that would get someone's attention. So can you explain the title of the book and what it means, especially in relation to your story? Sure. Yeah. I mean, we, we've all heard those stories about the lucky sperm club, you know, people who are born in just favorable circumstances. And I remember going through commercial real estate and, you know, I, I had a, a, a person who worked in our office and, you know, we would be talking about going after a listing and talking, okay, we got to talk to this guy. And, and his response would be, oh, that, that guy's just a member of the lucky sperm club. You know, he's only there because of who his dad is or who his grandpa is. And, and so I, I, I've heard that term and, and then, you know, people look at those people who are born like that and they think, well, they have every advantage in life to succeed. And I thought to myself, you know what, one of the reasons that I feel like I've succeeded is because I was born in the exact opposite uh, situation. And because of that, I have drive, I have determination, I understand that um, life can be hard. And I know that hard work pays off. And so I wanted to use my story, uh, which is the polar opposite of that, to show that if you're born in some tough circumstances, you can actually use all of that to, you know, um, build a life, design a life that you couldn't have even imagined. And I was going to call the book The Lucky Sperm Club because I really look at my circumstances and people ask you, would you go back? Would you trade anything? I wouldn't uh, because it's made me who I am. It's made me appreciate the life that I have. It's made me be a better husband because I see what a horrible husband looks like. It's made me be a better father because I know what it's like not to have a father. And all these things that I grew up with have made me into the person that I am. And I think they've made me uh, appreciate things better. And I want, there's so many people out there that feel like they've got a raw deal, either where they were born or where they ended up or where they're at right now. And that's what I wanted to do with this book is I really pulled back the curtains because as I said here, you know, uh, 25 years after graduating uh, college, and I go around to these businesses that I own. And a lot of the people, they look at me and they think, you know what, he's always had it good. He's probably came from this great family. They've always had money, all that. And it's not the case, but I think a lot of people look at that. And that's why I wanted to write this book to show people, hey, I don't care where you're at. You are the master of, of your life. And you, if you want to be somewhere else, 
All you have to do is choose to be somewhere else and start making those decisions. Take 100% responsibility for your success. And you truly, I truly believe if you have enough time, enough energy and enough focus, you can achieve any goal in your life. I love that. And, you know, hearing you talk, I could see where, you know, some might think, well, this is a book then for people who feel like they got the raw end of the deal or that they need some motivation. But I actually think just from talking to you that this is a book for anyone. What do you think about that? I mean, what, who's your audience here? Yeah, no, I, it absolutely is a book for anybody. It's, it's kind of, it's a memoir uh, slash self-help slash inspiration, but it's got a great storyline. So, you know, it's, it's not like it's just a bunch of do this, do that. It's a lot of funny stories. Um, You know, there's a lot of funny stories in there of things that happened to me in my childhood. But then I circle that back and I show the lessons that I've learned in adulthood uh, from those from those tough circumstances. So, yeah, I think anybody who's looking to be inspired and motivated, regardless if you felt like you've been dealt a, a rough hand of cards or not at life, it's something that maybe maybe you've been maybe you're in the lucky sperm club, or maybe you're just kind of middle of the road and it was just okay. Maybe this book inspires you to say, Hey, if this guy came from here, shouldn't I be able to, you know, live out my dreams and my aspirations because I started so much further ahead than this guy. So yeah, I absolutely think anybody who reads this book will enjoy it. I've, I haven't had one person uh, respond back that the book wasn't, uh, you know, one of the best books that they've read. So, um, I'm very proud of it. And I think your personal journey is what makes it so impactful because I think we've all read these books that, you know, are supposed to be motivational self-help devotionals. There's a variety of categories that they could fall into and, you read it and you kind of think like, yeah, this person says this, but like, they don't know what my circumstances are. Cause you know, we always think that our circumstances are worse than anybody else's. So you kind of have that, um, level to it where, you know, you're a credible source. You've taken what could have become a life of someone who repeated the cycle. Your mom had you when she was a child, you could have turned around and did the exact same thing. And so, you kind of have that level of credibility because you have overcome these circumstances. And so, like you said, people who maybe were born into a um, privileged family or a family that was even just a little bit ahead of where you were, and they might think like, okay, well, this guy has overcome all of these challenges and look where he is. What's my excuse? Yeah, no, I I think that's exactly right. Uh, and, And that's why I felt such an urge to get it out, get my story out there because I know it's going to inspire other people. I mean, it, and, and it has. Um, so, uh, you know, one of the things that I truly believe is things only have the meaning that you're willing to give them. We get to assign meaning to everything that happens to us in our lives. And uh, that's one of the things that I teach in the book is if you get to assign everything that happens to you in life, why on earth are you assigning a negative meaning to anything? And I think that's what I've done in my book is I've showed, you know, here's a horrible circumstance, uh, you know, that I had to go through, but I get to assign meaning to that. And because I get to assign meaning to it, I'm going to assign something that's going to benefit me. That's going to further, you know, my objections in, in life, not, you know, shackle me 
to woe is me. And uh, that's one thing and one lesson that I think this book will really help people uh, understand is you're the author of your own life. You get to assign the meaning to everything that happens to you and start start digging deep and assigning good meanings because that's what's going to get you the life that you eventually want to live. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Okay. So another thing I want to talk about that you've referenced a couple of times is your app or you called it a program. So I'm curious to learn a little bit more about it. I got smarter. So what is the program and what is it supposed to help people accomplish? Yeah. So there's actually two programs. Uh, Six months to success is our program where we we meet in groups. And that was one thing that we were doing before COVID. And of course, when COVID struck, we had to halt that program because it met in groups. And so Again, you know, life throws you curveballs, and uh, because we couldn't meet in groups, then I set about developing a standalone app that teaches our same program. And that program is I Got Smarter. I Got Smarter is an acronym that really walks you through what you need to know and do to achieve your life's biggest goals. And you know, the first part of I Got Smarter is I, and that. That reminds us that we're always working on that individual staring back at us in the mirror. We're always trying to become that better version of ourselves. Every goal starts and ends with the with the person that you are, and uh, so we're always striving to become the best version of ourselves. And so we we go through that, but it, it really is a program. It's not just an app. It's not a task oriented app where you just write something down and I need to get this done. There's, you know, there's so many things out there, but yet 92% of new year's resolutions fail within the first few months. And those are people who are, maybe they're using smart goals or, or they're using other great ways to write down their goals. But over my, you know, like I said, over the last 25 years, I've used goals and personal development in every area of my life. And I've used them to live a life that I couldn't have even imagined and, and have all this success and not just business success, but, you know, success in my lifestyle. I'm living the lifestyle that I want to live because I was very deliberate with it. I just celebrated my 25th wedding anniversary and, uh, you know, because I was deliberate with it and all these things in my life, I've used these strategies. I, I pretty much went to every personal development seminar I could afford. I've read two or 300 personal development books. Uh, I've used just about every goal program that's been out on the market over the last 25 years. And what I've done is I've taken everything that's kind of worked for me that I've seen has worked and used it or tweaked it and then put my own spin on it and developed it into I Got Smarter and, and Six Months to Success. And that's what I'm doing is I'm trying to get this out to as many people that want to achieve goals, whether or not they couldn't stick with their New Year's resolutions, you know, past January 5th, or if they feel like they're pretty decent goal achievement uh, people, this program will take their goal achievement to another level. And, you know, my goal is I I truly want to change the world. And the way that I'm going to do that is one, one person and one inspiring goal at a time. So if someone were to, to sign up for the program, can you give us a peek inside of what that looks like? Are there tasks that they're supposed to accomplish each day to work towards their goals? Um, 
really just anything you want to share with us about what the program looks like for people who use it. Sure. Yeah. So the, the first thing is to get crystal clear on what your goals are and what you want to accomplish. I mean, the, one of the saddest things in life is people set out on achieving these goals and then, you know, a year or five years or 10 years down the road, when they achieve that goal, they realize that wasn't really what they wanted. So part of the program is getting you crystal clear on what's important to you and what type of goal you really want to achieve. So we, we get clear on that in our self-assessment. Uh, and then uh, what we do is we, we work on a limited number of goals. Uh, people have hundreds of goals and that's great. I have hundreds of goals, but we really believe that focus is important. So we focus on three goals at a time and then we break that down. You know, that goal might take you a year, five years, 10 years to accomplish, but our brain doesn't work well with that. There's no urgency. So we break every goal down into what we call a four-week sprint. And now we put in there, okay, this is where I want to be four weeks from now on this particular goal. And that's when we have the urgency. That's when we know where we need to be in four weeks. We can determine where our life's going to be at that point. So that's part of the strategy. And then within the app, every morning we go through a morning ritual. And the first thing that we start off on in, in our morning ritual is we, we have an attitude of gratitude. Uh, we're given thanks for, you know, things that are in our lives, because the one thing that we found is if you're not, if you're not grateful for what you have now, chances are you're not going to be grateful for what you get. So we cultivate that attitude of gratitude. It's, it's not being satisfied, but it is being uh, thankful for what you have in your life now. And then we teach success principles through the morning ritual every morning. And then we get into our goals. We review our goals. We know what our, our why is. Uh, we know, we know, um, you know, where we're going to be in, in four weeks, but we break that down into milestones. So we know what our milestones are. Uh, one of the, one of the fun things that I think uh, our program does that a lot of others don't is each one of our goals has a positive consequence and a negative uh, consequence that we assign to it. So, you know, if, if you're working towards a goal in, in four weeks and you say, okay, I'm going let, to, let's use weight loss. Uh, you know, I'm going to weigh 185 pounds on uh, May 1st. You assign a positive consequence to that goal, which maybe you're going to go out and buy yourself a new pair of jeans if you hit that goal, or you assign a negative consequence to that goal where, okay, if I don't hit that goal, I'm going to dance shirtless, uh, if you're a male, uh, on YouTube uh, for all my social media. So there's, there's things like that that are going to drive us. And then every day through the app, you're going, to, you're going to assign what you need to do to accomplish that goal. And you add to your task list. And it might be, you know, I'm going to work out for 30 minutes. I'm going to eat 1,500 calories. I'm going to go to the gym, whatever. And by the time you're done with your morning ritual, now your entire day is planned out exactly what you need to do. And now all you have to do throughout the day is check off the things that you've planned your morning for. And there's so many things out there, like you control your morning, you control your day. And that's kind of the strategy with this app. And then uh, one of the great things about this is we allow you have a success partner who joins in the app with you and they're working on their own goals, but they see through in real time through the app, 
whether or not you've done your morning ritual, whether or not you've checked off your to-do and they can give you kudos or, you know, if it gets to be noon and you haven't done your morning ritual by now, now they can send you some encouragement and say, you know, Megan, let's, let's get going on that morning ritual. Let's get this day. Let's make this day count um, and help you get inspired. But you also see that they did their morning ritual and you're like, oh crap, you know, Nelson's done his morning ritual. I got to get at mine. So there's, there's that accountability. We don't call it accountability partners. We call it success partners because you're only accountable to yourself. And then at the end of the day, we have what we call an evening ritual. And what that does is it's pretty much reflection. And did you really make today count? Did you, uh, you know, and, and we teach all those other things and we give you that one opportunity to finish up anything that you didn't. And then um, we always want to sleep on, uh, you know, have our mind work on anything, any problem or anything that we need to resolve. So we put that into the app. And then the next day you wake up and you do it all over again. And you'll be amazed at how much you can truly accomplish in a four week sprint when you're really working at it and focused every single day. And a few things that stand out to me, just hearing you talk about the program that seem like they would lend them, lend itself well to the success of the program is that, Hey, like you said, you don't, I know you don't call it accountability, but there is the accountability aspect to it. And even maybe even a little bit of, um, competition. If you see that your success partner is always checking things off their list and always doing what they're supposed to do, um, it kind of maybe gives you a little bit of a boost. And then, so in addition to the accountability, you have the autonomy where it sounds like people are really planning out their own days and planning out what it's going to take for them to hit their goals. Anytime that it feels like you're being forced to do something, even if it is to meet a goal, that's a personal goal of, of your own, people fall off of that. I think it's the expectations and the pressure of what they feel like is being put on them by somebody else that ultimately makes them not successful. So I think in addition to probably a lot of other factors, those are the things that stood out to me of why people are probably successful with your program. Yeah, I definitely think that competition uh, thing comes into play because if I get an alert that uh, my, my success partner did their morning ritual and I hadn't done mine, I'm absolutely on that and getting it done. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's one thing with these goals. And that's one of the things that we teach in our self-assessment is these goals need to be your goals. They, they can't be the world's goals. They can't be your spouse's or your kid's goals. They absolutely have to be your goals. And we teach that. And, and I think that helps a lot of people because they're not working on these arbitrary goals that they think people will be impressed with. They're working on the goals that are going to make them happy, that are going to make them feel like they're living, um, you know, the life that they want to live. And there's so much behind working on, you know, the goals that are going to make a difference in your life. You know, everybody wants to be a millionaire until they realize that, you know what, my relationships are probably going to suffer because I'm going to have to work longer hours. My health is going to suffer because, you know, I'm not going to have that time to work out. And you know what, that might be a great goal for you. And if it is, then, then go for it. Uh, but if it's not, um, then you need to, you need to stay focused on those goals that are going to truly make you happy and, and allow you to live that life that, that you want to live. Because each one of us, 
want to live different lives. Each one of us have different goals. And that's what this program gives people is the flexibility to work on their goals. It's, it's not a work goal program to where we're only focused on financial uh, or, or career or anything like that. These are your personal goals and they can be in any category of your life that you want to work on. And another great thing that I love about this program is we work in four week sprints and we only work on three goals at a time, up to three goals at a time. And at the end of that four week sprint, you're, you're encouraged to say, okay, you know what? I'm happy with where my relationships are right now. They don't need my, as, as much of my focus. I'm still going to work on them, of course, but you know what? I just started a new business and now my focus needs to go towards that business. And now I'm going to make that one of my goals for this four week sprint. So throughout the year and, and, and throughout the years, you have that opportunity to be flexible and, and work on different goals and really drive that focus where it needs to be, as opposed to, you know, here are my annual goals. And this is what I want to do throughout the, the year. A lot changes in a year. There's no real focus. There's no real urgency, but with the way that we have it set up, you always have that option to, you know, change your goals, change your focus, and then really start working on things as your life evolves throughout the months and throughout the years and throughout the decades. I'm curious about the program because I think I saw on your website that there's a, so it's available in the app store, but I think I saw that it's um, like a 30 day free trial. So is that something, if someone's listening to this and they're interested in learning more about the program, would you recommend them just downloading the app or how should they get started and learn more before they jump in? Yeah. So you're talking about the I Got Smarter app, which is the app that we developed after COVID. And what, what that app is, is that app is the, our program. You, you have the opportunity to invite a success partner of your choosing, and then you two can work throughout the app uh, helping each other. The, the program that I would suggest and, and is what I think most people have the most success with is our six months to success. Um, and it's, it's the same, it's the same things that we teach, but in addition to that, you're part of a group. Uh, and what we've developed now, we used to meet in person and, and people would, uh, you know, come to a physical place, but now everybody knows what zoom is. And so what I'm stoked about is we used to have what we called goal guides who would help uh, moderate these, these groups and help people uh, get back on track and, and just really give all that support. But now with technology and everybody understanding how a zoom call works, I'm able to be a goal guide for people now. And, uh, through the six month to success program. And each month we'll, we meet over a Zoom call and uh, I'm teaching some su success strategies and philosophies and, 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 and inspiring and motivating each individual group. And then, and then there's more people in the group that you'll rotate with every 30 days. So every 30 days, you, you have a different success partner because what I found is familiarity with a partner, that's when you're feel like you can slack off a little bit more and, oh, you know, I know him and, or her, and, and they're not going to get on me or, or I, I don't feel that urgency to, to compete with them or what have you. But when you're rotating a different partner, every 30 days, every four week sprint, that urgency is there again, it gives you that opportunity to rededicate yourself, 
So that, that would be the program that I would suggest, uh, the six months to success if you're really looking to get after it. Um, and we are starting a new, uh, we are starting new groups every month uh, in that program. And with the, but with the, I got smarter. Yeah. It, we're giving away 30 free days, making sure that you uh, it's a great fit for you. I, it, this has never been about money for me. Uh, I, I don't want anybody who wants to be successful, anybody who wants to live a better life, to look at these programs and say, I can't afford them, or, you know, and make that be the determining factor. Like I said, I, I'm in a position where I, I definitely want to make the world a better place. And I know when people are achieving their life's biggest goals and, and, and being able to live the lives that they want to live, it's going to make the world a better place. And that's why the I Got Smarter app is $9.99 a month. And then for the six months to success, you can join a success group. We were charging $200 a month before the pandemic, but now with Zoom and, and because we have the ability to have more people in the program, we've lowered that all the way down to $79 a month. And I can see this being beneficial for somebody too, who wants to become um, successful and well, really in any area, because I know you mentioned weight loss relationships and things like that. But for me, I think what would stand out and really make it someone who would be, you know, getting a good return on investment is someone who's interested in expanding their business portfolio, learning from someone like you who has done so many different things in your life and been successful as an entrepreneur and a business owner. And really just getting to learn from someone like that. I mean, the ROI on something like that, like I said, I could see it being very helpful in other areas as well. Um, but that one, that would be one that would stand out to me as if I was someone who was interested in opening my own business or pursuing some sort of entrepreneurial journey as that learning from someone like you is completely invaluable. Yeah. And, and that's why I'm so excited about Zoom. Uh, and, and again, I mean, you look at, you know, COVID has sucked on so many different levels and it, and it turned the world upside down. But again, you, I'm looking at this as like, if COVID never happened, uh, everybody out there wouldn't know what Zoom is. And if everybody didn't know what Zoom was, it would be a hard pitch to say, well, we're going to do Zoom meetings. And I didn't really even know what Zooms were. But that's why I'm so excited is because now I get to be the goal guide for so many more people than I could have been in a physical location. And I can be a goal guide for people who are, you know, literally live, you know, halfway around the world. So I, I'm so excited about the new model and using the virtual meetings and using Zoom and being able to, yeah, share my experiences and, and share my passion for goals and, and really be able to you know, get my story out there and, and inspire more and more people uh, through six months to success. Yeah, definitely. So what's next for you? I mean, I, you clearly got a very impressive business background between real estate learning centers, your pet care business that you talked about being an author, being the founder of I Got Smarter. So tons of stuff that you've already accomplished and clearly you're very into setting goals. So do you have any goals that you've set for yourself, whether it's personal or business that you hope to achieve either this year or in the short term? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, as I've gone through my career, 
I, I was always had my hand in a bunch of different ventures and running different businesses and doing commercial real estate. And it felt like I was doing everything good, but I wasn't doing anything great. And that was the one thing when I was determining like, okay, what do I want to do with the rest of my life? I wanted to come up with that one thing that, you know what, this is where my total focus is. This is where my legacy is going to be. This is what I want to get behind 100% of my time and my effort and my focus. And that is, you know, six months to success. And, and I got smarter. It's, it's, it's helping other people achieve these goals. And that is, that is not only at the top of my list, it, it is, it is my list as far as uh, career goes. Um, and I want to just focus on that. I want to take this program to as many people as I can. And I want to change people's lives. I love getting those emails from people that say, you know, this program has changed my life. You know, three months ago, I was 40 pounds heavier. My relationship sucked and I didn't have a job. And now I'm living a, a life that, uh, you know, uh, I have I have my dream job. My relationships have never been stronger. And I'm training to uh, uh, bike a hundred mile bike ride. Like, that's what I want. I, I, I want to get that and know that people's lives are better uh, and, and going to be different because of this program. And the one thing that I realized is goals are not just for the person who's accomplishing them. Goals are generational. As I said here talking to you today, it's like I, I, in one generation, I have come from where I started to where I am now. And because of that, now my three sons are living drastically different lives because I set that one goal to become that first person to graduate from college. And, and from there stemmed out all the other goals. So that's what I'm looking to do is it, get these people to not only uh, uh, achieve goals, but change the generations, change their posterity. And really that's how we're going to change the world. Mm-hmm. So what, if you could look back over your career journey and um, just really your life after the military, everything that you've done since then, what would you say is the biggest lesson that you've learned as an entrepreneur that has overcome so many hardships and obstacles in your life? You know, one, one thing I learned as an entrepreneur was that people don't always do business the way that you do business. Um, when I first got in into commercial real estate and, and investing in businesses, I always thought that people were going to be honest and that people were going to do business the way that, that I did it. And I quickly realized uh, they weren't. And I, so that was one thing that I did was I, I would take a step back and, and just make sure that I was sure that this person uh, had my best interests at heart. You know, if I was going to be partners with them, I'd do a little more research on them and, and ask around. And that's part, part of my book, the unlucky sperm club, you know, it starts off with me running the children's learning centers, but I was originally a partner in that, uh, until our operating partner embezzled over a million dollars from us, uh, in that business. And we had to take it back over. So that was, that would be my, um, my, biggest lesson is understand that people, not everybody's going to do business with the way that you do business. Not everybody's going to have the same standards and the same values that you have. So just be, be cautious when you go in 
uh, to a business and look at it from every angle. Um, you know, my strategy, uh, used to be, you know, ready, fire, aim. And, uh, I I've kind of walked that back a lot and I'm doing a lot more aiming now before I uh, fire. Well, one of the things that has probably set you up to not only succeed in business, but be the honest business person that you clearly are, is that because of the fact that you came from the type of beginnings that you did, um, you didn't feel entitled to certain things, which is why you were more honest when you were doing these business ventures with people is because you truly just wanted to, for you to succeed, for them to succeed, for the people who were going to benefit from the business to succeed. So I think that probably plays into even going back to your um, childhood and, you know, you growing up and working so hard for things is that you didn't have that entitlement that would maybe make you want to try to pull a fast one on somebody or be dishonest in your business. Yeah. And and I think I've always had the win-win mentality when it came to deals. I mean, I've, I've done thousands of real estate deals and I always wanted it to be a win-win, you know, this is good for me and it's good for you. And and it's good for the landlord. It's good for the tenant. Like, I think every deal should be a win-win. And, and if, if it's, you know, if, if anything, I want the person on the other side to have a, a better deal. Like when, when I sold my, my businesses, I knew I was letting money on the table, but I wanted, I wanted them to make more money. I wanted that business to be successful after I exited so that they had a great investment because I was happy with what I was willing to take for that business. And the same thing with real estate deals. So that's, that's the mindset that, that I've had. Um, I, I think a lot of it probably had to do with, with the, uh, you know, not being entitled. I mean, I, I still pinch myself every day that I'm living the life that I'm living. Uh, you know, and, and I talk a lot about that in my book, uh, The Unlucky Sperm Club is like the universe is coming back to, uh, you know, th- it made a mistake that I am where I am. And now it's coming back to kind of put me where I belong. And I think a lot of people who come from very trying circumstances have that imposter syndrome whenever they do reach some sort of success. And then there's some um, self-sabotaging that goes on there. And I fight that, you know, every day uh, to realize that uh, I am where I am supposed to be and, and, and I'm not done yet. Well, I think that's awesome. And Nelson, I've really enjoyed our time together today, learning all about your background, all the cool things that you have going on right now. So if anyone listening wants to learn more about you, your book, the app, is there one central point to get started on all of that? Maybe your website. Yeah, you can go to nelsontressler.com and everything is there. The, the book is there. You know, the book's available everywhere. Books are sold, Amazon and Audible. And then also you can find the, the apps at uh, nelsontressler.com or you can download them at Apple or Android. It's uh, the number six months, the number two success. And I got smarter, all one word. Awesome. Well, Nelson, thanks again. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to sharing that. And like I said, we'll include the links to everything you just mentioned in the um, podcast notes so that people can easily go and look at your website and learn more about all of your offerings after listening to this podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Megan. Great conversation. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. 
Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud so that you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear from you. So if you have any feedback, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Our goal is to help all military job seekers through their transition and beyond. So make sure you share our show with your friends. See you next time.